0: Hey, this is Mitch Rose. I'm the lead pastor of City Hills Church, and this is our podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope this message encourages you, it inspires you, it challenges you to live your best life. Take a listen. Here's this week's message. Come on, shout amen. Let me challenge you to bring your Bibles to church. Let me give you a little old school. I told y'all when I started this month, I'm just going, I'm going to kind of go Deep this year. I feel like I need to dig some stuff out that 2020 did to us. And one of the things is we have stared at this too long. And we've stared at our TVs too long. And so we need to get back to looking at this and what this book says. Amen, everybody. If you don't have one, let me, I'm be, and I'm being very honest with you, if you don't have one, we'll give you one today. I, I, I tell you this all the time, like the prayer guides, the Bible's let me let you know a little secret. It's because of the generosity. It's never free. Nothing's ever free, but it's because of the faithful generosity of people in this church that we provide things like that. So I say it this way. We bought it with your money. You might as well take one. (laughs) They're yours, right? If you're a faithful giver in this church, we bought it with your finances. You're enabling us to provide things like Bibles and, and prayer guides and fresh start books. If you get saved here, you, you get a book and the Holy Spirit today book and it, like you we provide all of that. So grab a Bible and bring a Bible to church with you. We're in the third week in this series called Square One, called Square One, talking about starting over. And we said in week one, you could not have a do over, but you can have a start over. You can start again today. Week one, we talked about breaking some cycles in our lives some habits that we need to form. Week two, last week we talked about digging and destiny. I'm not going to re-preach that. Go back and watch all of that on YouTube. Now, after the live service broadcast, that all goes down. And then we repost the message for you to catch on demand during the week. I'd love for you to grab that if you haven't or if you missed a week of this series. Today I'm going to teach you a little bit. I'm going to attempt to teach you. I'm, I'm a preacher by nature. Uh, I don't think I have the gift of teaching as much as I want. I want to develop it more. Uh, I'm more of a preacher, but I want, to, I want to teach you today an important topic because I think that um, we are being inundated with voices from every corner of the world. And I'll be honest with you, the majority of the noise is just that. It's noise, and we need to learn how to distinguish the voice of God in our lives. That's better than you. Amen. Say amen to that. And I want to teach you how to hear the voice of God. How you know that God is speaking to you? How do I know God's giving me direction in my life? How do I know that this is really the it I feel like God might be telling me something or it might be the enchiladas I had last night. Come on Texas everybody. <laughs> like sometimes I've heard from enchiladas. Are you with me? Y'all know. <laughs> How do I hear from God? And you can. Uh, The verse I want to give you today to kind of frame our time is found in Proverbs 3 and 6. The wisest man who ever lived, Solomon, says it this way listen for God's voice in everything you do. Listen for God's voice. The operative word, the reason I want you to bring your physical Bible, because I want you to underline and circle some stuff. Underline God's voice. Listen for God's voice in everything you do and everywhere you go. Because he's the one who'll keep you on track. The implication is there's a possibility of you getting off track if you listen to the wrong voice. That if you don't learn how to distinguish the voice of God. Now here's the good news. The good news is that God speaks. The good news, any notion that God has stopped speaking is incorrect. Anybody that tells you well, God doesn't really speak to people anymore, that's just not true. The third verse of the Bible starts like this. And God said... And the last book of the Bible, in the last chapter of the last book of the Bible, in the last five verses of the last book of the last chapter of the Bible, God is still speaking to the church. You and I, listen, write this in your notes, God doesn't have a speaking problem, we have a hearing problem. God doesn't have a speaking problem, we have a hearing problem. God is an announcing God. When Jesus was to be born, God sends Gabriel to Joseph and he announces the coming of the Son of God. He announces. He announces to the shepherd. He announces. God is an announcing God. I'm an announcing dad. You know what I mean? Anybody, anybody in our, we have two stories in our house and kind of the way that our floor plan is laid out, which is not our favorite is that you You can't really see upstairs, kind of the staircase, the way it's all done. And my kids, the majority of our square footage upstairs is behind, you know, all, and they just can't hear. So I, as an announcing, I'm an announcing dad. I kind of grew up in a house like this. And unfortunately, the older I get, the more I do the stuff I said I'd never do that my daddy did. Things like, I stand at the bottom of the stairs and say, Can you hear me? <laughs> Can... <laughs> And it's usually three or four different. Don't, or I announce like this. Don't make me come up there. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm an announcing dad. I announce. Before I, before I just stomp up the stairs and start whipping people. I'm just. My kids. Not my wife. Before I walk up the stairs. <laughs> clearing that up. Before I walk up the stairs. and an, I'm announcing. And most of the time. Listen. God will speak to you about direction in your life. You just have to be willing to hear from God. You have to learn how to hear from God. God doesn't have a speaking problem. We have a hearing problem. And, and, and the reason is the ambient noise of our lives. The other voice is, I can't hear from God because everything else in my life is too loud. Are you with me? It, there's a medical condition uh, called high frequency hearing loss and literally the, the medical condition is when you get in a room a crowded room with with lots of noise or lots of voices uh, and medically you can't hear uh, uh, a certain volume certain uh, frequencies above uh, uh, 2,000 Hertz like there's a high pitch there's a certain frequency that when there's too much noise around you literally can't hear uh, the, that that particular frequency. So if someone's speaking in or there's a, you know, there's somebody, there's a song on the radio or what, you'll lose that for all the background noise. Are you with me? There's also a spiritual condition called high frequency hearing loss. It's when I can't hear from heaven because my spirit is too crowded with the noise of earth. It's when I can't hear from God because I'm too busy listening to Fox News. I'll equally offend. I'm too busy listening to MSNBC, so I can't hear from God. I'm an equal offender. I can't hear because I'm too busy on social media and what they say about what's going on in the world, that I can't hear God's perspective about what's going on in the world. Are you with me? The noise is too crowded. I hear comparison in my own mind. I hear my political party's talking points and I'll just repeat what they told me to say. So I'm listening to donkeys and elephants and the lamb can't get through. <laughs> I'm trying to teach. I don't want to preach today. But y'all may make me. <laughs> I need to hear From God. And there's if there's if there's anything I can teach you in 2021 that I think you need that I think we need together. Listen, this may be I didn't say this prior, but this may be the most important message I give you this year. Because the noise is not going to decrease on the earth. As a matter of fact, in the Old Testament, the Bible, when God would talk about the times of Noah and the Tower of Babel, both times that God repented for making mankind and he judged in, in Noah's time, you know, he sent a flood, killed every living creature on the planet, but Noah and his family. And the times of the Tower of Babel, God scattered them around. The Bible said, This is this is read it for yourself, the Tower of Babel. God says, the noise from the earth rose to heaven. If you think it was loud then, you ought to listen now. (laughs) And the noise is not going to decrease. If you thought because of an election, things would get back to normal and civility, you are sorely mistaken. The devil doesn't care who's elected. The devil's got one agenda, and that's to get you and I off the mission of building the church before Jesus comes back. He'll use anybody, any party, any any, it doesn't matter to him. Democrats, Republicans, independents, libertarians, communists. He doesn't matter who you are or what you I'm teaching good now. He doesn't, none of this is in my notes. All of this is free for you today. He doesn't care about anything as long as he can get you off mission. So he'll use comparison, he'll use negative things your mama said over you 20 years ago in your mind. That you hear over and over and over in your head. Are you with me? The noise of the earth is not getting quieter. It is getting louder. And if I could teach you any one thing to get you through this next season, it is to learn to hear the voice of God. Jesus is teaching in the book of John. John's a great gospel to start with if you're new to the Bible John would be my first book I would tell you to read about Jesus. Because John talks about Jesus as the son of the living God. John talks about the divinity of Christ. That, that Jesus is more than a teacher or a rabbi or a prophet. That he's actually God come to, in flesh. Amen, everybody. And so, and so occasionally, though, John will tell a narrative and a story and a teaching that Jesus gives This is one of those, and he uses an analogy that everybody in his audience would understand. John 10, open there in your Bibles, like turn there, and then if you don't have that because you're going to bring your Bible next week, then look on the screen. John 10 says, the gatekeeper, Jesus is teaching, the gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. Underline that in your Bible. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Not everybody, just his own sheep. Verse 4, and when he's brought all of his own out, he goes on ahead of them, and then his sheep follow him. Why? How? Because they know his voice. Notice the personal relationship the sheep have with the shepherd. If there's anything this past season has proven is that your relationship can't just be with the church or your denomination. Or it's got to be you and God have to have a personal, vibrant, deep, life-giving, enduring relationship. Say amen to that. The sheep know his voice, verse 5, but they will never follow a stranger. My my prayer for you in 2021 is is John 10 and verse 5. That you never follow a stranger. In fact, I hope you run away from him because they do not recognize his voice. Shepherds can be crossing a road together. There's a couple of places here In the hill country. I live in Bernie. I live deep in Bernie, Texas. And one of the things I love when I moved to the hill country, Taylor, is that uh, people use goats and sheep to mow their grass. I think that's the smartest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) I had a friend when I I moved here that was a part of our church that uh, he owns several, still owns a lot of land in the hill country. And he has a herd of goats. God, I'm prophesying into you. And he moves that herd of goats around his land to keep it mowed down. Anybody ever seen this? I lo- Anybody? Am I the only one? I love this. I think this is the best thing. I remember pulling up in the truck one day, and one of his goats had climbed a tree and was standing in the... I didn't know goats could climb. I've learned a lot. I'm from Arkansas, but I've learned a lot in Texas. And and so he's standing in this tree looking at us, And 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 I learned to watch my friend as he would shepherd this herd of sheep and goats together. It's amazing what would happen, and Jesus would tell this story, that the shepherd could be crossing a road with other shepherds and other herds, and once all across the road, one shepherd could say something out loud, and his herd, intermixed with the other ones, would find their way behind their shepherd and they would just follow him. And, and, and it, it was amazing. And Jesus would say, listen, it's a, you know this. He was talking to a crowd that already understood this, that you can get so attached to your herd and they're so loyal to their shepherd that even when there's a lot of other voices and a lot of other shepherds talking and saying things and calling for, you've learned to distinguish the one voice of the one shepherd that you belong to. Are you with me? And Jesus said, that's how I want you to live your life. I want you to be so connected to God that it doesn't really matter who I get mixed up with. When God speaks to me, I've learned to hear his voice. I'm tuned into the frequency that God is speaking in my life. Say amen to that. And, and, and I want you to do that. And, and I know I know that there are people who are whispering. The Bible says there are strangers who are talking. There are people who aren't the, uh, for your good who are t- and it happens to me it happens to me when I preach the gospel to you. It happens to me standing off this stage. Where the enemy tells me, what are you doing? And you're not good enough. And I know you. And I know what's really going on. And you don't deserve. And you're not supposed to be there. And I have to remind the devil right over there on those stairs. Hey, listen. It's not me. It's not anything I've done. But my identity isn't earned by my good works. I've received it from God. God has a plan for my life. God saved me. I belong to him. I'm forgiven. I'm anointed. I have grace. I haven't arrived. But I'm doing what God's called me to do. Shout amen to them. And you're going to have to learn to silence the voice of the stranger when you're mixed up in the herd. you're going to listen to this message again in 2021 because I'm preaching to your future because there's going to come a season you probably are already in the middle of it where there's so many competing voices trying to tell you this is what I think we ought to do this is how I think it ought to go this is the way I think forward this is how God this is the, the, the right way forward and you and I have to be wise enough to know that's not the shepherd I'm following that's not the voice of God in my life that's not I I want to listen for my shepherd's voice. I want to know, is it God? Is it the devil? Or is it enchiladas? There's a third category called Tex-Mex. Come on, everybody. And I want to know who it is. And the truth is, listen, you can miss it sometimes. Let me teach you really quickly about 2020. There have been voices who have said, thus saith the Lord. There have been people who have said out loud, God said this, and they just missed it. And I want to give them some grace today. I want to give you some grace today if you felt like you've heard from God. Because Peter looks at Jesus one day and says, Jesus says, who do men say that I am? And And then Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And, and Jesus says, Peter, flesh and blood hasn't revealed this to you, but God gave this to you. And your name's not going to be, it's not going to be, it's going to be Peter. On this rock, I'm going to build my church on the revelation that Jesus is God come to us. I'm going to build my church on that. Peter's in this high moment that he heard from God. And, and, and I mean, he just, he just hears clearly from the Father about the identity of Christ. And a few verses later, Jesus is talking about dying on the cross and paying for their sins. And Peter says, you will not die. Absolutely not. I'm not standing for it. And the Bible says Jesus points his finger, Trent, at Peter and says, get behind me, Satan. One verse you can hear from God and three verses later you can hear from Satan. And you can still be the apostle Peter. Are you there, everybody? So give some grace to some people who said, I've heard from God, and then they didn't. Occasionally, I just miss it. Sometimes, I, listen, I, there's just times that, that I think, and I'm going to talk pretty strong to you, but I got I to get this in your spirit today. Too many people have been duped in the name of spirituality. And, and it comes from someone who sounds spiritual, but they're not. And I have pastored too many people in this church who have been duped by negative people who are being used by the devil. But if they drowned their negativity in spiritual words, you believe it's from God. That's just truth. That the enemy sometimes gets in the sheepfold And the stranger is with all the other sheep. And the true shepherd is trying to get you to, hey, 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 over here, over here, over here. But there's a stranger's voice that sounds kind of like the shepherd's voice. And it's got some spiritual stuff on it. And maybe they didn't mean to. Maybe maybe they're just manipulative. I'm going to be honest with you. Maybe they just used God's voice to manipulate you to do what they wanted you to do. Maybe it had nothing to do with God. Or maybe... They could be well-meaning, and they just missed it like Peter just missed it. But maybe they could use deep spirituality to leverage gossip. Oh, this is good teaching today. I'm going to listen to my own podcast this week. There are, I'm just, there are people in your life who will use spiritual language to gossip. To cause discord and disunity. And you'll see them on Facebook. And you'll know. Well that was. I don't know man. They're spiritual. I think they know what they're talking about. They seem to be spiritual. And really they're just manipulating spiritual things. So that they can spread negativity and disunity. And strife and decision. And if you'll listen to that voice. It will cause your life to move in the wrong direction. Say amen to that. I just got to get you there. I'm, I'm, I'm going somewhere and I'll, I promise I'm going to end up smiling and nice. But I just, I've listened to too much strangers in our season and in our church and in our world and on Facebook. And there's too many voices. And, and I've watched it lead very, very good people. Very well, well-meaning people in the name of spirituality away from actual spiritual things. I heard I heard a story about a guy. Who pastor uh, said uh, uh, somebody said to their pastor, "Pastor, I feel like God spoke to me and told me to leave my wife and 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 that he that this other girl he's provided for me." <laughs> nope. Nope. That ain't him. <laughs> That's the enchiladas <laughs> and the margaritas. That's another message. First John 4 and 1 says, dear friends, dear brothers and sisters, don't believe every spirit. But test the spirits and see whether they're from God. Do you know you have the right, Cheryl, to, to ask God, God, is this right? God, did I hear this right, Mike? Is, that, is this from God? I have done it more times. in the. I've done it this month. In 21 days of prayer, when a thought would come into my mind and I would go, God, is this you? God, is this right? God, if this is you, I need confirmation. And then I would almost immediately, there's something would happen and it would be something else. And I would go, devil, I'm not going to fall for that. Why? Because I have the right, according to God's word, I have the right to test the spirits. You don't believe everything that wears spiritual clothing. Come on, let me teach you. Don't believe everything that wears the word prophet on it or Holy Spirit on it. You go to God. God gave you the Holy Spirit so that you would know. And if it don't feel right in your spirit, I'm going to teach you how to hear from God today and give you some practical tools. But you don't have to just believe it. You can test, is this really from God? Am I really hearing from God? Let me give you the practical. This is my teaching part. If you're waiting for us to get to it, this is it. Let me give you four ways to know if God's speaking to you. Write this down if you're taking notes. If you're not taking notes, write this down anyway. Number one, how you know if God's speaking to you. Does it line up with the Bible? Does it line up with the Bible? God's voice will never, ever, 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 ever contradict God's word. Period. God's voice will never contradict God's word. Now, I'm not picking on this issue, but let me show you this in the Bible. Don't don't get lost in the issue that this past, I'm not preaching about this this particular issue. I'm just, I'm, I'm illustrating to you that God's voice doesn't contradict God's word. Matthew 19 and 3, some Pharisees came to Jesus to test him. And they asked, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any and every reason? Don't, don't get caught up in divorce. I'm not teaching about that. I just want you to catch the response. Jesus responds, haven't you read? He replied that at the beginning the Creator made them male and female. And he goes on to teach about this particular subject. But again, don't get caught up in the subject matter. I want you to get caught up in the, the Word of God. Jesus is the Word made flesh, John says. John says, and, and even the living, breathing word of God will not contradict the written word of God. As a matter of fact, he said it this way. He said, if an angel come to you teaching any other gospel than I've delivered to you, you don't believe that. Does it line up with the Bible? It's why I want you to read your Bible every day. It's why I'm reading the one-year Bible. I'm asking you to get a Bible reading plan and read it every single day. You can read the whole Bible this year. I'm going to. I'm inviting you to. On you Version, I'm using the Bible in one year. It's very simple. It's easy. I, I, I've posted, I'll post about it again. I want you to read God's Word every day. Why? Because the, the, this book says it this way. I've hid this Word in my heart that I might not sin against it so that i know that i know when i when i hear some voice if that doesn't line up with the word that i've gotten then it's not from god doesn't line up with the bible jesus refers to genesis 2 and he says hey that's what i want you to do god's word already made it plain God's Word is the final authority, and I'm going to point to God's Word. Let me be on record and clear with you. From now until Jesus returns for His glorious church, this church is a Bible-believing, Bible-standing, Bible-standard church. You ought to clap louder for that. This is a Bible-standard church. I don't, we don't test the culture and find out what they want to hear. We go to God's Word and find out how we're supposed to live. Does it line up with the Bible? What, what, whatever Jesus says, listen, I'm just, even though I'm God in the flesh, I'm going to refer back to what that book says in Genesis 2. And I am following God in this year and this season and this time and this brave new world that we're in. I am going to follow this book not my feelings not my opinions not my news source not my political party i'm going to follow this book say amen luke 21 and 33 says everything else here is going to burn up with fire heaven and earth will pass away but this book remains a lot of people take the Bible out of context, say what they want it to say. No, no, no. I'm going to look for the whole counsel of God. Read it in context. Read the whole chapter. Read a book or two. Read the chapter before it and the chapter after it. Are you with me, everybody? Come on, put it in. Put it. We're a church that contextualizes God's Word. We're not just going to pull out one thing and, and build our whole dark. No, I'm going to look around this whole book and find. I'm going to make sure i got the whole counsel of God to give you. Does it line up with the Bible, a pastor one time, <laughs> there was a pastor one time that said, There's gonna be no women in heaven. Somebody laughed over there. He said, There's gonna be no women in heaven. And and somebody said, Pastor, how how is that true? How's there gonna be no women in heaven? He said, Well, in this book, I can, I can give you proof that the Bible says in Revelation there's gonna be 30 minutes of silence in heaven. It's just not possible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> This woman spoke up in the back of the room. She said, I guess preachers aren't going either. <laughs> mm. You can't just take it out of context when you want it. does it line up with the Bible. Number two, I got to hurry. How you know God's speaking to you. It doesn't line up with the Bible. Number two, will it make me more like Christ? Will it make me more like Christ? And by the way, after salvation, that is your life's mission is to become more and more like Jesus Christ. That's what a disciple means. We've lost discipleship somewhere along the way. I'm committing in this year to help you be discipled. As a matter of fact, it's why I'm asking you without any reservation, every single person in the room and a church online, I want you in a small group this February. It launches two weeks from today. I want you to host one. It's super easy. You just find a, a, a day. and a t- We actually have some days picked out. Sometimes we need small groups. All you got to do is invite friends. It could be a coffee shop, a breakfast. I'm leading a men's. Um, I'm actually calling it, Trent, Mighty Men's Bible and Breakfast. Come on, somebody. Y'all don't know alliteration like I got. And we're going to spend Wednesday morning opening God's Word together. Why? Because I need it. I need it. Need it, I need to be discipled. I need to be more like Christ. Does it make me more like Christ? Philippians 2 and 5 says, In your life, you must think and act like Christ Jesus. The more I know God, the more I think like Him. The more I become like Him. The more I'm moved and consumed with what moves and consumes Jesus, I want you to be more like Christ. And if the voice you hear doesn't make you more like Christ, it is not from God. Say amen. My, 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 my mission. If you want to know what we're all about here, how, how we plan to disciple you, I tell you this often. I, let me reteach it to you again. At, at City Hills Church, listen with all of my heart. Everything, we, every dollar we spend, every program we start, every every ministry we have, every gathering we have, every staff member on our team, every dream team is focused toward. The only things we do are these four things. I want to help you know God. I want to help people know God. I don't want you to know about God because knowing about God will not help you survive what's coming. I want you to know God. A real, vibrant, life-giving, spirit-empowered relationship. Say amen. Then I want to help you find freedom from your past. I want to help you find freedom from your hang-ups. This is where discipleship happens. There's another spiritual word here called deliverance for all you churchy spiritual people. This is where you get delivered. Matter of fact, this... Wednesday night, you can get delivered. There's deliverance, there's freedom. But it's more than just somebody laying their hands on you and you falling out in the front. You can get delivered 10 weeks in a small group with a bunch of other ladies walking around a walking track and revealing some stuff and taking off the mask in your life and saying, I need help. And James 5 says, if you'll confess your faults one to another and pray for one another, you will be healed. Say amen. amen. There's freedom to be found. Then the best part of Christianity, the best part, I'm just telling you what we're about. I want to help you to become more like Christ. I want to help you discover your purpose. This year, so far, 12 people have graduated the City Hills Growth Track. Give God praise for that, everybody. The growth track is our simple way to help you uncover how God designed you. Because I, my job, my number one goal after pointing you to Jesus is pointing you to purpose. I've got to get you on mission doing what God called you to do. And then join a group of people like this church who are making a difference. That's why we host serve days every single month. This month we're going to the San Juan Mission, the San Antonio Area Food Bank Gardens. And we're going to be bent over Harvesting pickles. Do you harvest pickles? Cucumbers. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) I've been fasting. Y'all leave me alone. Why? Is it about feeding the poor? You bet it is. Because Jesus says in Matthew 25, every person you gave food to in my name, you gave it to me. Every person in 2020, we gave a cup of cold water to in Jesus' name. We gave it to Jesus. Are you there, everybody? The hundreds of thousands of dollars that we've given away in missions locally and church planting. We've done it in G- We've made a difference. Matter of fact, you're making such a difference in the way you give and tithe and your faithfulness today. Right now in three cities around America, we just opened up at 11:15. I know in Louisville, Kentucky, the second service is beginning at Life Point Louisville. We launched three brand new churches in the middle of the global pandemic. You did that. Next week we're starting seven new churches in the middle of a pandemic. You did that. Why? Because we're on mission to make a difference. It's making me more like Christ. And you're never more like Jesus than when you're serving people. You're never. When you got to hear the voice of God, ask it. Is it making me a spiritual consumer or is it making me a spiritual contributor? Because if it makes me just say, well, I don't like it that way, or I don't really like doing that, or this isn't really my style, or they don't really do what I think they ought to do, that con- that consumerism is being burnt up in the season that we're in. And the mission that we're on in 2021, come on, as the world gets darker, it is going to be people who live their lives giving and contributing and serving and saying yes to God, serving on a Sunday team. We need you right now, kids ministry, guest experience, Parking team, the worship team, get involved. Be like Christ and serve people. Say amen to that, everybody. <laughs> Is it making me more like Christ? I shouldn't have told you we had four because um, now you know I got two more to go. Is it making me more? If, if it doesn't make you more like Christ, it's not from God. If it doesn't make you think more like God, it's not from God. It's not the voice of God. If it doesn't make you more like Christ. If the thought that comes in your mind. 2 Corinthians says we take captive every thought. And we make it obedient to Christ. To Christ. Let me give you the third one. I'm going to skip some things. Because i got to hurry. And they're coming to play the sad music. <laughs> Number three. If you want to know if, you're, if God's speaking to you. Does godly counsel. Agree. Does godly count? Circle the word agree when you write that in your notes. Does godly counsel agree? Look for agreement. Godly counsel is so important. And I know this sounds self-serving, but I'm going to go. I got to teach you this. Matter of fact, in March... I'm teaching. I've I've already got. I've got about six series. God's already downloaded into my spirit during 21 days of prayer. I can already tell you. In March, I'm preaching a series called The Kingdom Code. Do you know there's a code to unlock the kingdom of God in your life? I'm gonna give you some principles. One of those principles is honor. It's the kingdom code that unlocks the blessing of God in your life. And I know it sounds self-serving, but listen. If there's some things that you have never asked a spiritual leader, a small group leader, a pastor in your life, and they say, "I don't know." That doesn't seem like a good direction. And you do it anyway. It may not have been the voice of God. Does godly counsel agree? Does godly counsel. When we make a big step here at City Hills Church. Listen. I have overseers. I call weekly. Our overseer. I was on the phone with them this week. Asking. Godly counsel. We have trustees in the room today. Godly counsel about business. And how we move. And what we're doing together our pastors we I, I, I ask a hundred times a day our, our staff and our team and godly counsel are they in agreement there's stuff I've wanted to do that godly counsel in my life said that we're not going to do that at this church and I submitted to godly counsel because I thought it was god speaking to me but it could have been a distraction from the enemy And you would have suffered my mistake from hearing from God had I not agreed with godly counsel. And you need that in your life. You need that in your life. I'd love to be your pastor, but if I'm not, find one you can submit to and submit to him. Submit to her. Go all in. I'm I'm just telling you, there's blessing in covering. I I wish I had time to teach this because I would teach this today. There's blessing in spiritual covering. There's blessing and spiritual covering. There's godly counsel that you need. There are times you need to say, okay, I'm not going to do it. Not because I don't feel it, but because he doesn't feel it. Because they said, I don't think that's a good idea. Because my small group prayed about it and they said, I don't know if this is the right girl for you. I don't know if this is the right, I don't think this is the right relationship. I don't know if this job really, we prayed about it. We just do whatever you feel, but here's what I feel. Does it agree with godly counsel? Proverbs 12, 15 says, There's a way that you can walk, and the way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. The way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. (laughs) There was a guy who wanted some donuts. Every good story starts this way. He didn't know if he really needed them in the car. He said, God, if it's your will. God, if it's your will for me to get these Krispy Kreme donuts, let the hot light be on when I drive by. (laughs) It wasn't on, but he drove around the block three times till it turned on. Hallelujah. God, I knew it was your will. (laughs) Uh, It's funny when it's donuts, but. Some of you have been driving around the block three or four times till you get a light on. <laughs> Trying to circumvent godly counsel. Proverbs 24 and 6 says, Surely you need guidance to wage war. And victory is won through many advisors. I'm gonna preach th- this summer. I'm telling you, I'm Miss Sue, I'm overflowing. I've got God's word all over me right now. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm I'm in love with the Bible this year. Like I maybe never have. I'm gonna preach a whole series this summer on the book of Proverbs. We need wisdom for living. Surely you need guidance to wage war. And victory is won through many advisors. Does Godly counsel agree? Let me give you the last one, then we gotta pray. Let me give you the last one. I'm skipping, I'm skipping, I'm skipping, I'm skipping. Whole whole lot. All this stuff. This was good stuff too. Oh God, that's a good point I'm not giving you. Oh man, y'all are gonna miss so much of this. <laughs> Number four. Number four, how you know God's speaking to you? Do I have peace? Do I have peace about it? You know what's different about Christianity than any other world religion? Let me give you the biggest difference. Is we don't just worship a God who's away from us. We worship a God who lives in us. But the Holy Spirit lives in you. And that means. You can hear from the Holy Spirit at all times. It means you don't have to even come to church or some idol or some statue or some special temple to be able to hear from God. The Holy Spirit lives inside of you. And the Bible said that spirit, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, the spirit of truth, would lead you and guide you into all truth. How does the Holy Spirit lead and guide you? With peace. I probably say this more than I say anything else in my pastoral ministry, Mike. And that is, do you have peace about it? Has God given you? You've got the Holy Spirit. I'm not the Holy Spirit. If you're waiting on me, I mean, I can give you godly counsel, but I'm not the Holy Spirit. and I don't intend to be. So what's the Holy Spirit telling you? Do you have peace about it? And then be honest. (laughs) Because some people lie their way through peace. Yeah. Yeah, I feel great. <laughs> oh, yeah, this feels awesome. And your lips quivering and legs are shaking and hadn't slept in three or four days. But I think I feel good about this decision, Pastor. <laughs> no. I heard from a couple yesterday. One of our amazing dream teamers who've almost been day oneers with us. About a major transition in life move. In their life, and I heard her say out loud, the, the, the wife in this couple say, "It's been difficult, but we have not worried one time. We've had peace this whole time. That's how you know. That's how you know. That's how you know." First Corinthians 14 and 33 says, "God is not the author of confusion, but of peace." A couple of weeks ago. A couple of months ago, I was riding around in my truck. I mentioned that just so you can trust me as a pastor in Texas, that I drive a big truck. I was driving by some property, Scott, that we had looked at the end of 2019. We'd actually really, really prayed about this particular piece of property. We had toured it, walked all over it. I wanted it we made two offers wrote two contracts they rejected both of those that was the end of 2019 and, uh, and then 2020 happened end of 2020 I was I, I pray a lot when I drive in, in my truck I use a lot of gas <laughs> I was driving down that same road passed by it again praying just talking to the Lord and and there was a new sign from a different agent long story short property was still on the market new agent price had dropped Christian looked like an amazing opportunity I called godly counsel I immediately in the parking lot like I I pulled up to the gate like they could have called the sheriff and y'all had to come get me I called a trustee. I said, I don't care what you're doing right now. It, it, to be a trustee's hard here. I said, drop it. Come meet me right here. He did. And I wanted it, Derek. I wanted it. We signed paperwork about that thick to go buy it. We didn't even tell you about it because you've been faithful for the last four years. We had the money to go buy it. Or at least to go get the bank to go buy it. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. <laughs> and I wanted it. Mike Jones, member of our dream team, an amazing member of our team, sat in my office and he said, Okay, Pastor, there's these three or four things. And then he asked me a question that I probably won't forget my whole ministry. He says, If X, Y, and Z, how do you feel? Now that I've had some time to pray. Mike, I got to be honest with you. I think you knew in that moment the Holy Spirit had already told you I just needed to be honest that I didn't have peace. I just didn't have peace about it. I pulled out of the deal two days later. He decided it wasn't the right place for us. And I struggled, still a little. But I got to give you my commitment. As much as I want to get you a permanent church. As much as I want so bad. Look around. Look around everybody. I mean look around. In the middle of COVID when 90, listen to this, 90% of American churches have yet to regather. We are full today. And I refuse to compromise this for anything else. And I need the peace of God. And if I don't have it, I'm not going to lead you where I don't hear the voice of God. I need to hear from God. And you need to hear from God. We don't need to listen to other voices, other parties, the news, social media. I hope you fasted it, and then I hope you continue to fast it. I hope you fasted to where you just let go of it. Because there's so much noise in the world. I need to hear the voice of God. It's got to line up with God's word. It's got to it's come from God. I got to know that, okay, God, this, this came from you. This lines up with God's word. It's got to make me more like Jesus. It's, it's got to it's agree with godly counsel. And then it's got to give me peace. That's how you hear from God. And this year, I don't want you to move till you hear from God bow your heads let's pray Lord Jesus I know we're over on time today I know it's anyways I just feel a strong burden for this church to listen to the voice of God not to listen to my own ideas or thoughts or God we need direction there's a lot of noise in the world today there's a lot of competing ambient noise, high-frequency noise. And if I'm not careful, if we're not careful, we'll follow a voice that isn't from the Lord. I'm praying for every person in this room, every couple who needs to hear from God, every man who needs a job, every 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 family who needs to hear from God about their finances. I pray for... I pray for people who are trying to make decisions about school and college and money. I pray, God, I pray for people who are making decisions about their family and family planning and having children and getting married. God, I just pray we would hear the voice of God. I pray as a church we would hear the voice of God. Let us be a sensitive church to the voice of God. Let there be many, many mighty men and women of God who hear from the Lord who drowned out the noise and don't get caught up in the fray of political posting and posturing but hear from God and follow the good shepherd. Now if you need that in your life, everybody's heads bowed. If you're at church online today, I'm asking everybody in the room, if that's you, if you're at a crossroads and you need to hear from the Lord, I'd like to pray for you. Would you just raise your hand and say I need to hear from God about a a situation. I see your hands up immediately all over the house. Hands are up everywhere, everywhere. Church online, I know you're at home. Some of you, raise your hand right in your room. I see you. Dream Teamers, I see you everywhere. Keep your hand up. Father, speak. Speak to people who are listening. God, I pray for direction. I pray for people who need direction today. God, I pray for people who need to hear from God about a relationship or about a job or about direction in their life. or God, I pray for people today who are, who are willing to listen, who are open. Speak to them today, now, this week. God, let it line up with God's word and godly counsel. God, ultimately give them the peace of God. Let it make them more like Christ, that they're serving and giving. and It's bringing them closer to Jesus, not further away. Father, I thank you for that. Put your hands down. If you've never given your heart to Jesus, I want you to hear God calling you today. You can start a relationship with Jesus today. It's a simple prayer. It's not easy. It goes like this. Dear Jesus, come on, pray it with all your heart. Dear Jesus, I believe you died for my sins. I believe God raised you from the dead. So I repent all of my sins, my mistakes, my ways. I give you my whole life. Save me today. Be the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name.